Hello, I am Karen Vertel, the Director of Client Services at JMBA Financial Advisors in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast being recorded from various locations on May 21st, 2020. Today's conversation focuses on tax strategies for charitable giving, a topic that is very near and dear to all of us at JMBA. Everyone has felt the impact of COVID-19 on their daily lives and what once were normal routines. Despite the concerns and disruptions during this time, in talking with our clients, many have expressed a desire to find ways to support their communities, small businesses, and organizations they care about through financial donations. JMBA's role is to work with you to develop a plan for your long-term and short-term goals that helps ensure you make the most of your charitable giving. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, advisor Chris Masley, a certified financial planner and member of JMBA's Financial Planning Committee. Chris, along with our team, actively discuss planning strategies with individuals and families to help achieve their personal goals. Before we get started, please note that circumstances very well may have shifted by the time you listen to this podcast. Thanks for being a part of this conversation, Chris. Happy to join you, Karen. Chris, can you share with us key considerations in developing a charitable giving plan? Of course. Every good plan starts with a goal in mind, which in this case might be selecting those causes and charities that are important to you and determining an overall amount to carry out your objective. This can range from a one-time gift to a multi-generational charitable fund. From there, it boils down to what is the most tax-efficient and effective way to carry out your giving. As you shared, the fundamental reason for charitable giving is simply giving back and supporting those causes near and dear to you. While tax breaks are an ancillary benefit, if you can save 10, 20, 30% or more in taxes, we say there's that much more of an impact you can make in your charitable giving strategy. So, Chris, I know tax laws have changed quite a bit in the past few years. Can you share with us how those changes may have impacted the way individuals make charitable gifts? So the Tax Cuts and Job Act of 2017 made a lot of changes to the standard and itemized deductions for taxpayers starting with the 2018 tax year. The standard deduction essentially doubled, and now there's a limit on state and local taxes, making it more difficult for individuals to itemize. And if you're not itemizing your deductions, you're not receiving that full charitable tax benefit. To maximize the tax benefit of charitable contributions, many individuals and families have considered bunching their contributions. That is making several years worth of gifts in a single year to take advantage of itemizing and then taking the standard deduction in those other years. One way to take advantage of this bunching idea is through a donor advised fund. A donor advised fund is a separate account that you pre-gift your charitable contributions to. Contributions to this fund are tax deductible in the year they are made, regardless of when they ultimately go to charitable organizations in future years. This is best to do in higher income years to get the most tax benefit. These contributions are also irrevocable and must go to charities after funding. It is a great way to create a charitable legacy and can be very flexible in how the money ultimately flows through to charities. Some family members like to get children and grandchildren involved, and so as people pass away, family members can take over their responsibilities of giving to charities and making it kind of a decade-long process. Giving appreciated stock is also a great way to give and offers really a double tax incentive. If your charity has a gifting account and can receive stock, which most do today, 
you can give the appreciated stock to the charity, receive the full value of that stock as a deduction. The charity also gets that full value of the stock, but no one has to pay those pesky capital gain taxes. So it kind of offers a win-win and double tax incentives. This is also a great way to fund those donor advised funds with appreciated stock because it offers that same tax advantage. Another strategy I love is when individuals reach 70 halves, they can do what's referred to as a qualified charitable distribution. Qualified charitable distribution is a distribution straight from one of those accounts straight to the charity and distributions are tax-free. So it's a dollar for dollar offset. It never hits your adjusted gross income on your tax return. Once an individual starts having required minimum distributions, qualified charitable distributions also count toward those minimum amounts, so also a great tax planning tool. The CARES Act suspended all 2020 required minimum distributions, but you're still able to take advantage of qualified charitable distributions to charitable organizations and can still be a good tax planning strategy. We recently shared a blog post on our website that goes into greater details on these strategies. There are certain limits in deductibility of charitable gifts to be aware of, so it's important to contact your tax professional or your JNBA advisory team to explore these opportunities further is they should be customized to your unique situation and ultimate goals. Thanks, Chris. And thank you very much for listening today. I hope you'll visit jmba.com and tune in to our other podcasts where we cover topics ranging from our team's approach to managing client portfolios, as well as planning opportunities and highlights from the CARES Act designed to help families and businesses during this pandemic. Please know that our team is monitoring and managing through the impacts of COVID-19, working diligently on your behalf and keeping your goals and best interests front and center as new information becomes available. We will continue to share relevant information that guides our planning and investment decisions. Thank you for your continued trust in JMBA, not just as your financial advisor, but also as your advocate. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You can find our contact information at jmba.com. Important disclosure information. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA Financial Advisors, Inc., or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in the podcast will be profitable, equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. JMBA is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt of, or as a substitute for, personalized investment advice from JMBA. Please remember that it remains your responsibility to advise JMBA in writing if there are any changes to your personal, financial situation, or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to your investment advisory services. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of the engagement. Please see important disclosure information at www.jmba.com backslash disclosure.